Hello and welcome to Your Best Self Podcast. My name is Heather. I am a mum, I am a shift worker, I am also an online coach. And this podcast is here to help you navigate the craziness of life without forgetting about you. I want to show you how you fit in and how you can feel your best at work and at home, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. So if you resonate with any of this, then this podcast is for you. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and advice that you can action today for results. If you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, rate and send it on to a friend or even better, into a WhatsApp group chat. This is going to help me help as many women as possible feel their absolute best selves. So I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. I hope that you are all well. Thank you for joining me. Um, This is a client Q&A episode and we are going to be discussing lots of common struggles that have came up in both the Project Your Best Self group and also the Empowered group. Um, And we're also going to be sharing everybody's wins and answering a couple of questions that have came up. So I am super, super, super excited about this podcast, as I always am. I absolutely love, love doing these check-ins. And the wins that come up, honestly, I say this every week and I know that I do, but literally... You could not wipe the smile off my face. It was incredible to be to like read some of the wins. So I am going to rattle through these, and I'm going to try and do it as quickly as I can. And I'm also going to kind of chat around about them a little bit um, as well. So we're not just like saying one after one after one. Okay. So first one. Back squat and barbell hip thrust both up to 70 kg. Back in April, I didn't think I didn't think I'd even be able to lift the 20 kilo barbell. Um, and I'm all I definitely have visible biceps. Arms are looking much more shapely, and I'm loving this. How how incredible is this? So to build your strength up, like it is going to take time. So this person's been working with me since April. We are now in September, but. It's building your confidence, like she's up at 70 kg. So if you're just starting and you're struggling with the barbell, know that you are going to get stronger. It's going to take time, it's going to take patience, it's going to take consistency, but you will get there and you will start to see the benefits of doing this. So this person is noticing um, her body shape changing, she's noticing that she has shapely arms, Um, her biceps, like visible biceps, like ladies, you want this, this is incredible, like... If you are feeling a little bit self-conscious about your arms and tops and you were, you're hoping to like tone up and stuff, the only way to do this is by lifting weights, okay? And it is going to take a little bit of time. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to get all like hench and burly overnight. It is going to take consistent effort um, like over a period of time, but it is incredible when you start to see these changes and it's so motivating much more motivating than the skills. We're obviously going to, talk, we're going to talk about skills at some point in this podcast, but when you actually start to focus less on the skills and start to focus on all these other areas, so how strong you're feeling in the gym, your confidence level in clothes, um, your energy levels, like your confidence with your partner, like this is the stuff that matters. Um, and it's much more motivating and you enjoy the process so much more when you start to focus on these areas and not the skills. Um, next wins, I'm enjoying the exercise, I'm feeling less bloated and I'm making healthier choices in situations where food isn't within my controls. 
my control, e.g. a buffet. So this is somebody who is on Project Yourself, um, and this is incredible. So actually being able to feel confident and feel in control around in situations like a buffet, because a buffet is tough, um, especially when you have potentially struggled with like balance in the past. But it just shows the work that you're doing and working on that mindset aspect and um, working on like little things with your relationship with food, etc. Like that, it's starting to um, take like it's that you're starting to see the like the benefits of this, and you're starting to see this in your, like your everyday life, which is incredible. Um, next one, even though I'm feeling a wee bit all over the place this week, my non-negotiables are still being done and I'm so happy with that. I've almost finished my wee cardio challenge too and completed 37 out of 40 days chuffed. So this person did set herself like her own little cardio challenge um, and like 37 out of 40 days, that is incredible, like the consistency. So like I always try to get you guys to like, you, you don't have to be perfect but you do have to be consistent and that means showing up like as much as you can so if you can be 80% consistent like I would much rather that than 100% perfect one to two days a week okay and if you think about that like in terms of um like your week so 80% consistency in your week is hitting your non-negotiables like consistently for like five and a half days and sometimes when we think about that like black and white and on paper like that actually makes things a little bit more manageable so you know that like so there, there obviously as you cannot go to the extremes in this like you cannot just go like fuck it I'm just going to eat whatever I want and not do anything like for those oh my god my math two and a half days is that right um that you're not going to get results with that like doing that but if you can be very consistent for like five and a half days of the week see if when you're not so consistent with the other two and a half it is not going to make any difference long term unless you get that in your head and you start to go like full extreme other way so we are looking at that messy middle ground that's where your progress is going to happen and that's where life is and it's focusing on that consistent, focusing on showing up, even on the days that you don't you don't feel like it, ticking off those non-negotiables, because that is when I'm going to move you forward and get your results. Um, next one, I was organised this week and managed to buy frozen veg and fruit, which helped me most days to hit my non-negotiable of buy fruit and veg a day. I love frozen fruit and frozen um, veg. Like, it is literally a staple in my house. So frozen fruit with my overnight oats and I also put it in like yogurt and stuff. Another wee a tip that also like the frozen fruit helps with is slowing you down as well because you cannot eat frozen fruit that quickly. You have to kind of like hold it in your mouth and you have to take your time with it. You can't just bite through it. So actually adding that to like yogurt, um, it, you, it means that you, you slow down. And that can help you be more mindful with that meal as well, which is excellent. And frozen veg, guys, frozen veg is such a time saver. Like frozen onion, frozen mushrooms, frozen peppers, frozen peas, frozen sweet corn. Like get that in the house because it is such an easy go-to um, every day. Like not even days you're struggling. Like that is just, it's my go-to now. Like and you're still getting all the vitamins and minerals Sometimes more as well because the stuff is frozen from fresh. So don't poo-poo frozen fruit and veg. Like Get that in um, and use it. 
Next one, I ran my first 5k since having my babies. So this is incredible. This person has got twin girls um, and she just completed her first 5k. So that is just a huge milestone and it just shows, like it's another it's another huge win and it's just that stepping stone towards her progress and where she wants to be, which is just amazing. Um, next one, although I've had lots on this week and last minute things to do on Thursday, the day before the wedding, so this person was a bridesmaid at um, her friend's wedding and she looked incredible, honestly, amazing. And the bride was gorgeous too. Um, I still ate all my meals and stayed on track. Um, I deviated yesterday but wasn't planning on sticking to plan um, and I've woken up today all planned for the day. So yesterday I, as in like the day of the wedding, so what I want to kind of comment on here is like Noah quote unquote sticking to the plan on the day of the wedding was still technically sticking to the plan because you had planned for this break and I hope that makes sense but this is a subtle mindset shift that really helps if you are potentially like on it or off it like on track, off track, fell off the wagon, I'm back on the wagon like that kind of mentality. Like having a day off for one of your best friend's weddings does not mean that you have fucked it, ruined it, fell off the wagon, like, and what I want you to think about is, like, fat loss and dieting, like, so we cannot and shouldn't be dieting forever, so actually, like, setting yourself, like, a little time frame, so whether that is, like, six weeks, 12 weeks, etc., like, and then, but also factoring in some breaks in that, whether it's a day, whether it's, like, a week for a holiday, a weekend where you're maybe away with your partner or away with the girls, like, having these little breaks planned in, so you're still sticking to the plan, but you're planning these little breaks in, is going to help you um, like mentally and physically, and they are necessary for that little reset, because then you can have that little break and then get back to your fat loss if you still have a fat loss goal. And I think it's really important as well, because the more that you do this and you factor in these little breaks throughout your process, however long you th- you however long fat loss is going to take for you, and everybody's going to be different in that time frame, but factoring in these days or these weekends or these weeks, actually, when you can do that, stick to your plan, um, enjoy yourself, and then you still are making progress. That you just get back to like your maybe your fat loss plan the next day or the next week or whatever it is. You build confidence that you can enjoy these days, these weekends, these weeks, and nothing bad is going to happen. And when we're talking about maintaining our results or um, like what happens when you stop dieting, the fact that you can do this and you kind of know how to create that balance is really going to help you in the future. Next one, I've stayed on track with nutrition every day and steps, woohoo, and um, I've lost I've also lost the holiday pounds, all five of them. So this person a few weeks ago, her big struggle was getting back on track after her holiday. She just felt like it was really, it was just really difficult to do. So what we actually did was we reduced her targets. And I'm going to speak about this a little bit later in the podcast because it has been a struggle for some people with certain um, non-negotiables this week. But actually reducing these targets has helped her be able to feel like she can actually do this, she can manage this, it's built her confidence and a few weeks down the line she is um, staying on track, she's hitting her non-negotiables and she's lost the the weight that she put on on holiday as well and that is just <clears throat> reducing those targets initially in, in order to help us build them back up 
So don't think that if I tell you to drop your targets because I think that you can't do it or I think that you're failing, it's not that at all. It's just sometimes we need to drop them a little bit just so you don't feel overwhelmed, you don't feel stressed, you don't feel that you can't do anything so you don't do anything. Like dropping them a little bit helps build your confidence up and you can build from that. So it's about meeting you where you are. This is very, although we're in a group, it's very individual um, and the advice I give you is very individual as well. Um, next one I'm happy that I've managed to put a plan in place for the week I'm back from holiday motivated and ready to crack on I'm also pleased that I'm not beating myself up for drinking too much on holiday and not tracking for a couple of weeks so this person was on holiday for a couple of weeks and I don't get anybody to track on holiday I don't want anybody to be tracking on holiday tracking is not a lifelong tool and it's definitely something that we should not be um, like doing on holiday we do not want to be preoccupied by food and tracking calories etc on holiday so she's had a really good break um, and she is ready now to get back to where she was before she went, which is amazing. Um, and she's not, like the self-compassion is, is, is in here, that there's, there's no beating herself up for drinking a little bit too much. Like two weeks out of your year, if you only go on holiday for two weeks, two weeks out of 52, like those two weeks are going to make no difference in the grand scheme of things. Um, unless we let them, unless we get that in our head and feel as if we've failed, feels as if we're not making progress and we'll let that get in our head. Um, next one, on my non-working days my steps have been through the roof. Um, I don't feel like I have cravings for sugar and junk and I'm feeling much more comfortable in my jeans and bras. Whoop. So this is all ones from the same person um, who's on week three of Project Your Best Self. So, incredible. So what I want to kind of say about this is about the cravings for sugar and junk. So usually what happens or what I find happens with clients and myself is the more that we um, stop having as much like sugar or as much junk, not not 100% like comfortable with calling it junk but could we ha- really do have to think of the language that we're using around about food but let's just say like I, I, and it's that it's like very descriptive I know exactly what you're talking about when you say junk and um, but less nutritious food so the less that we are actually um our cravings reduced from this for like a few reasons like the first one is that we realize that potentially eating these foods was more of a habit and it was more like a potential coping mechanism that we maybe turned to when we were like bored, anxious, stressed, etc. Um, and it's actually like kind of having a little bit of self-reflection and realising this, and that can help. Another reason that I feel that the cravings sometimes reduce is these particular foods that give you like a dopamine hit, and the more we eat them, the more we start to crave this dopamine hit, Um and that is coming from these foods. So by reducing them, we don't get that dopamine hit. Maybe we start to get it from other things like walks, exercise, getting to bed earlier, like actually nutritious food that's making us feel really good. starts to give us that dopamine hit and we start to crave that a little bit more. And the last reason is because like your energy levels and your glucose, your blood glucose levels are much more stable because you're eating regularly, because you're including more high-protein um, foods, more fruit and veg, more whole grains. So your energy is stable throughout the day and you do not need these sugar hits as much, so you crave them less. But what it is showing is um, like everything that you're doing 
is having such a positive impact on your life, which is incredible. And it's actually feeling more comfortable in your clothes and your bras, etc. is just amazing. Um, next one, my attitude to food is changing. If I want a wee something, then I have it and I move on. No overthinking, no punishing or regret. A huge, a huge part of my body, a huge part of my baby massage classes is for the new mums and I to buy loads of Oh my God, what is wrong with me? A huge part of my baby massage classes is for the new mums and is for the new mums. <laughs> and I always buy loads of cakes. Yesterday I had a mini empire biscuit because it looked delicious and it was. I took leftover cakes to a friend's house and I was going, um, as I was going there for drinks, I drank my non-negotiable four drinks and even at that they were white wine and soda. So, so many wins in this and this is only one small snippet of this person's wins. Um, but this was my favourite. So it's the fact like her mindset and attitude to food is changing. Okay, so there's no overthinking, there's no punishment, there's no regret. And what this um, really highlighted for me was values. So this person runs a baby massage class and I've been to a baby massage class. And for me, the huge overarching um, benefit for me was being around other mums, the community the connection and food is going to be it's going to play a part in that okay so it's about thinking about so this person's obviously got her own business and like the value of that business okay so the cake is a big part of that now if she was to be like that if she was to be thinking of her goals etc and then thinking about like food being like good or bad she'd be like well I'm on a diet so I'm not going to bring cakes in for anybody because if I can't have them then nobody's going to have them but you can't be like that so you have to get used to being surrounded by these foods especially if they are a huge part of your business life social circle etc you have to be okay with being around them and there's going to be some occasions where you are going to say yes to the cake, like this example. So there was mini empire biscuits. She thought they looked delicious and she had one, but she moved on. Okay, there was no punishment. There was no overthinking. There was no regret. But there are also going to have to be times where you say no, because realistically, you cannot say yes to every single cake that you come in, um, in line with, because that is not going to be aligned with your fat loss goals. Okay, so it is about saying yes, but it's also about saying no. And it's about... Being able to make that decision, like that autonomous decision to think about your goals, to think about your values, to think about the situation that you're in, that takes time. I, I completely understand that. Um, but if you can work your way through that and thinking about like all the different aspects of like fat loss goals, relationship with food, it's going to actually, yes, it might take you a little bit more time to start with, but it's going to stand you in much better stead for the future because you're going to be feel more in control around about these foods and you're going to be able to be in situations, social situations, um, where you are around these foods, but you are able to make autonomous choices, okay? You do not feel like you are people-pleasing. You do not feel like you have to say yes. You don't feel like... Um, you have no control over it or you don't feel like they're, they're a bad food, you feel no guilt after it, you feel no regret, that's what we want to work on. And it's incredible this person, this is three weeks in and she's starting to feel like her attitude and her mindset to food is changing. Um, next one, 
I have made an effort to up my steps this week, looking for opportunities to walk where I can or just pottering about the house. It hasn't worked every day, but I made sure I parked at the back of the car park at work. I've walked to the shops instead of driving and I've made multiple trips up and down stairs. Um, mostly due to me being forgetful, but it still helped. And this is incredible. So it's what I'm going to, I'm going to speak about steps later because there's been a few people who have struggled with steps this week. But this, this one is exactly what I want you to think about. Finding opportunities in your day, in your week, where you can just get a little bit more movement in, okay? So it doesn't have to be, like, um, dedicated walks, but it is about pottering around about the house, going up and down the stairs, not sitting just watching TV, running around after the kids, um, like, different little things that are going to help, like, around about the house. And then we think about when we're out, so always parking in the furthest car park space um, from the shops, okay? Taking the stairs instead of taking lifts or elevators. Elevators. Lifts or elevators, that's the exact same thing. I meant lifts or escalators. I was thinking elevators, am I American? Is that American? I don't even know now. Um, But lifts or escalators, like, um, take the stairs instead. Like, you might think, like, on the one occasion that's not going to make any difference, and you're right, it won't, but if you're accumulating this across your day and your week, it's going to add up and it's going to um, make a difference long term. Uh, next one, I am reframing my mindset of Friday and Saturday nights requiring wine and chocolate after a long week. I'm enjoying a Friday night watching sunsets, for example, and I'm using the time to be in the moment. I love this. And, like, hands up, who has given themselves, um, or who's used the excuse that you've had a really tough week, so Friday and Saturday nights, you have to have wine, you have to have chocolate, you have to have takeaway, because it's just been one of those weeks. Like, I'm sitting with my hands up, like, I have done this before, there is absolutely nothing, like, there's no judgement and there's, like, no shame for doing this. Food is going to be our food is a legitimate coping mechanism but it just cannot be the only coping mechanism and you'll probably know like if you really delve a little bit deeper whether you're using this as an excuse or not and it's not to get judgmental with yourself it's not to be like oh you're such a asshole for doing that like no like sometimes it is going to help but if you're using food every single time you've had a tough day, every single time you've had a shit day at work, and it, it then becomes like, it's not just a Friday and Saturday night treat, it's a Monday night treat, it's a Tuesday night treat, it's a Friday night treat, like, that's going to add up across your week. And that is not aligned with your fat loss goals, that is not aligned with your values. We have to find other ways of coping that is not just food. So, going outside, getting in, like, um, surrounding yourself with, nature like the beauty hunting things like being more mindful spending time with your family um and like being present in these moments that's all going to help alongside all the other coping mechanisms as well so like um movement reading a book watching a a funny episode of your favorite sitcom listening to a funny podcast the um building a self-care to toolkit and your vault is really going to help with this Uh, so have a look at that if you do kind of find yourself turning to food more often than you would like to deal with any sort of emotion negative or even positive okay um have a look at that because that is going to help next one a granny at taekwondo told me that i looked like i lost weight i kind of just brushed it off but then i've not seen my sister in a few months and she told me it looked like i'd lost weight too there must be some truth in it 
there's definitely some truth in that. Like, I have seen your progress pictures. I have seen you in work. You are definitely, you have definitely lost weight. And I also think if a granny tells you that you've lost weight, then it has to be true because grannies are ruthless. Ruthless. They do not give a shit um, if they offend you. So if a granny's telling you that you've lost weight, then you definitely have. Um, next one, I feel good, I'm seeing the scales going down, rather than panic as I've got a long way to go, I'm appreciating the changes in my nutrition and feeling more energetic during the day. I know this is going to take time, but I feel I have the right tools to do this. How amazing is that one? And sometimes I do find this, so if you are in a larger body and you do have quite a lot of body weight, um, body fat to lose, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming. But you just have to focus on each pound and each kilo at a time, focusing on like the process as well that's going to get you there. So ticking off your non-negotiables, um, looking at the changes in your nutrition, your energy levels, your confidence levels, how your clothes are feeling, focusing on here and the scales will take care of themselves. The scales will continue to go down. Um, but you will get there, but it's not about looking at it like a... Like a big massive mountain like just think about getting to um oh my god what's the what's the big massive massive Everest like if you were to think about climbing Everest you'd be like oh my god this hill it's not even hill is it like but you'd be like this is too much but if you just think about getting to like base camp one base camp two and then just breaking it down that way like you're going to get to the top eventually um, but it just it is you're breaking into like much more manageable chunks. Um, last one. So so far I've had three early nights in a row. I'm consciously consuming more water and I'm feeling more confident about not tracking. So this person has we're we're um, transitioning from like tracking calories to not tracking calories. Um, and there was a few weeks where we were she was feeling a little bit nervous about it. Um, but these things take time like everything as well if it, and it takes a bit about it takes building confidence it takes knowing that you don't have to track calories to get results um but it is about like can i like for some people it's going to be about completely coming like stopping tracking calories completely and they're absolutely fine with that and other people it's going to take a more um there's going to be more transitions in it. and again that's going to be very individual to each person I have, still have to record that podcast okay it's on my to-do list for this week and um, but that will go alongside the pdf that's in the vault about moving away from tracking calories and um, so the podcast will be out this week here is my accountability to you guys that that is going to get done and there'll be much more information in this that's going to help okay so struggles Struggle number one. I've been crabbit as I've got a tooth out and I'm sore. Usually this is where I'd where I'd comfort eat, so cravings have been harder. Okay, so first of all, toothache. Toothache is a bitch. It is actually one of the worst things in the land. Olivia's crying is um teething right now and honestly this week has been brutal. But I I, I can't like you just can't like you can't get mad because toothache is honestly grim okay so you're like you're a poor thing okay it really isn't fun getting teeth out so the thing about this is like so you know you've already um highlighted that when you are feeling these like negative feelings where you're feeling crab you're feeling sore this is when you comfort it okay so having that self-awareness already is amazing so 
because you're feeling these feelings, these negative feelings, you want to suppress them, you don't want to feel them, that is why your cravings are higher. And, you know, this is, well, it's, it's habit, isn't it? Like, because it's like that, that um, loop, that habit loop in your head. So it's like, I'm feeling these feelings. What do I normally do? I normally turn to foods. And it's like, so obviously that craving, and you're probably going to turn to um, specific foods because uh, like a lot of us do. Um, so those cravings, that, that is going to make those cravings intensify. Okay, so you do have a couple of options here. Okay, so option number one, satisfy the craving like with a smaller portion of the food that you actually want. Option number two, distract yourself until it passes. So go a walk, read a book, um, phone a friend, have a bath. Usually 20 to 30 minutes is enough time for that to pass. Um, so just trying to fill the time with something else. Third is surfing the urge of the craving. Okay, now, caveat to this, this can be tough, especially at the start. But once you get used, or once you can do this and get good at doing this, it can be a very empowering tool to use. But basically, it is about thinking about that craving like a wave, okay? And you you sit with the uncomfortable feelings of the craving and you wait for them to pass, okay? So the idea is that like, it ramps up. So the craving will ramp up like the wave, okay? Like a wave. And then it will peak at the top where that, those feelings are going to be really, really intense. They are good, probably going to be a little bit uncomfortable as well. That is probably the point where you are at the cupboard with your hand in really wanting to have something okay and then the idea is that if you give it enough time and you sit with these uncomfortable feelings then that peak will dissipate so the wave will come crashing down and it'll, the, the craving will go okay like I say like being able to surf the urge does take time it takes practice and it can be really difficult to begin with which is why potentially um, t- like trying a distraction technique first might help you initially um, and the last way is, um, like I spoke about before, like with that emotional um, like self-care toolkit, having other way, other coping mechanisms for these negative emotions that is not just you turning to food is really going to help. So kind of like your distraction techniques, okay, but you're probably going to find some things that work. Um, so maybe when you are feeling... Um, Crab it, you phone a friend, like that friend that just makes you laugh the minute you start speaking to her and just makes you forget about all the things that you've been um, worrying about. Like we all have that friend in our lives. So phoning, phoning her or it could be going for a walk, doing a little bit of exercise, having a bath, reading a book, doing some yoga. Find the ways that work for you, okay? And depending on the emotion might depend on what, um, like, what tool you use, all right? But the building a self-care toolkit, um, in the vault is really going to help you this so I would really encourage you to turn to, to go and have a look at that all right and if you're listening to this and you you could really resonate with this struggle and you want access to that drop me a message on instagram heather.moffit.fitness and I will pass it on to you all right um, next struggle in working days all my meals are planned on days I'm at home um, I'm winging it but I generally eat the same kind of meals anyway so I don't find it too much of a problem but sometimes I'm caught short with certain food I need so I know to get I need to get better with prepping okay the reason I've kind of that I've um, decided to, like, to highlight this is sometimes like we can overthink, like and think like maybe winging it 
is a problem okay but if you're working out if you're working from home then yes you do have to have a plan in place like a rough plan but I don't really see a big problem with like winging it like so because I do the same so I know that like every day I will run out oats like I mean I'm yeah I do make myself sick of them I will probably change to something like warm in the winter but I like I, I'm really enjoying overnight oats just now but I, that's what I have every single day and I roughly have the same lunches but I know when I'm at home I've got a little bit more flexibility because like I am at home I've got I've got access to kind of more things that can be a good and a bad thing when you're trying to lose body weight um but I tend to stick to a similar pattern and that is just because it takes the decision fatigue out of it. So I'm not thinking, oh, what am I going to have for lunch? And it's a constant thought. My full morning, I'm like, well, do you know what? Like, I know I'm going to have a wrap or a roll or a sandwich. And it's just, what am I, what am I going to fill it with? Well, I know that I've got tuna in the cupboard or I've got chicken in the fridge. Like, that's the kind of extent of my thinking. Um, and that's kind of, like, me wigging it. But I know roughly what I'm going to be having. So that's not a bad... It's not a bad thing, okay? Um, and it, but it's just about prepping. So just making sure that you have these things in place. Like, if you like tuna, like, that is just such an easy thing to have in your cupboard. It doesn't go off. You can have it if you're, like, the day before a food shop and you've got nothing else in. Like, it's an easy one. Like, a, a tin of tuna is, like, 100 calories, like, 25 to 30 grams of protein. Like, it's it's a really good um, source of protein when you are in a fat loss phase. Um, so, yeah, I just, like, I wanted to just highlight this and just know that, like, winging it is not a bad thing when you do have, like, a kind of rough, rough plan all right and eating similarly every single day is not a bad thing as well especially when you are dieting because it does take the thinking away from your meals um next struggle there's far too much junk in my house um it's here's the junk again it's if it's not in the house i don't crave it and i wouldn't go out and buy it other people keep um, buying bags and bags of sweet for the kids and they wink at me so I wanted to highlight this and I want you guys to think about your food environment okay because this is going to it is really going to help uh, when you are dieting all right so if there is food and it's in the vicinity and it's lying out in front of you and it's and I say and you're thinking about it all the time because it is there like so think about when you're at work you don't have as much control over your environment. You start to get tired throughout your, like, your shift. And the stuff that wasn't you weren't really that bothered about in the morning by three o'clock, it's, it's starting. Like, it, like it's a good description, isn't it? It does start to wink at you. It's like, eat me, eat me, eat me. And, you know, this, if, it, if you think about this rationally, like if that food wasn't in front of you, would you be eating it? no you probably wouldn't so it's why your food environment is very very important and little small changes will make a big difference so for instance like where is this junk food all right is it in a cupboard is it in a so for me I've got like um, white plastic um containers for like the kids sweets and well, I say the kids sweets my sweets as well but they're in a cup, the highest shelf in a cupboard, and they're in a white plastic container because I can't see through that. 
So thinking about little things like that, okay? So have your this food in cupboards and higher shelves so you're, it's not at eye level. Um, and sometimes what can really help as well is like a little rejig of your cupboards. So for me, my, like, these sweet, like, my junk bits and bobs are, they've been in the same place for a wee while now. So when I'm having a particularly stressful day with the kids, I sometimes find myself in that cupboard before, without even thinking. So if you have a little rejig every so often, even if you find yourself in the cupboard, it's going to give you enough time to pause. You'll be like, why am I in here? Oh my God, like I've literally have no recollection of walking into this cupboard. It forces you to have a pause and then you can actually think about the decision. Instead of just mindlessly snacking, you could be like, well, do I actually want this? Um, and that's another quote. That's a really, really useful question to ask yourself. Am I hungry for this? Sometimes even just putting a little post-it on wherever your, your snacks are, are you hungry? Because then you can actually start to like, well, ask yourself that question and um, get curious. Are you hungry or are you bored? Are you stressed? Are you tired? Are you anxious? Are you frustrated? And then you can be like, well, do you know what? I'm actually really frustrated because the kids are driving me absolutely crazy. But having like a couple of bits of chocolate is actually not going to help me right now. What I need to do is I need to actually maybe lock myself, I was going to lock myself in the toilet and just take some deep breaths. That's not what I do at all. Um, but maybe you do need to do something else. So maybe you look at that tool, your toolkit that you've been building up and you'll be like, hey, well, this actually helps me when I'm feeling really frustrated. So I'm going to go and do X or Y. And then that's how you you can uh, um, challenge that um, habit. But you, st- you can still have the junk food in the house because at the end of the day, like, if you've got kids or you live with somebody else, you cannot be like, guys, you can't have any of this food in the house. And again, it's like that language around food. It's like good, bad, like junk, treat, etc. Like we need to be keep challenging this, this mindset, this mentality, because we have to be able to feel like we have some control over the ground about these foods um, for the rest of our lives. All right, so do the work now and... Um, like you will be reaping the rewards years and years to come all right and another thing you can do is the the stuff we we're speaking about before about surfing the urge and the distraction techniques as well these will help in this situation too next struggle um, I've been struggling a little to get the time to make nutritious meals sometimes when I'm so busy I'm just fitting some I'm just flying something together that doesn't have the best protein content etc okay so this person has a newborn baby so I have asked her to pull on her compassionate pants and give herself a break okay so when I was early postpartum and I'm pretty sure anybody here who has um, who has got kids and you think about the first three months um, of like having a baby, what like for me a win was getting up and getting showered that day, like been out my jammies before my day. So I think this person has been a little bit hard on herself, okay. And her diary, um with her daily habits because I think she's I think she's tracking on my fitness pal so if you're tracking on my fitness pal it's absolutely fine like I know kahunas can be a little bit glitchy with the with the 
like barcodes, etc. It's fairly new, it's building up a database, like I get this. Um, so if you are tracking on MyFitnessPal, then that's fine if that's what you like to do. Like I'm not going to force you to use Kahunas, but if you're using Kahunas, it just means that I can look at your diary. Um, but this person's also putting like her um, daily protein um, intake in her habits, which is helpful. And the lowest she's gotten is 90 grams. Okay, so that is still high protein um, considering this person's body weight. So I think she's been very hard on herself. Um, and I think in this situation as well, it's where we have these ranges. Okay, so if we make 80 slash 90 grams, like the minimum, she's not going to be beating herself up about getting about 90 grams and she's supposed to be getting 100 grams, for instance. Like, do you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's hardly, it's like, my math is terrible. I was going to say it's 100 grams of a difference. It's not, it's 10 grams of a difference. Do you know what I mean? It's... In the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not that much, but it just means that if she's hitting 80, 90 grams per day, that's her minimum target, then she doesn't feel like she's failed, all right? Something that I've got her to look at, and it will be really useful for you guys if you're struggling with protein intake, is have a look at your daily consumption, okay? If you're tracking, if you're not tracking, send me pictures, um, I can help you through this. Have a look at your daily consumption and look at what meal is lowest in protein. That's your starting point, all right? Just that meal, you're maybe trying to add. So if, say if it's breakfast and you're only getting 10 grams of protein in, in there, do you know what? Just try and double that, okay? So um, whatever protein source you're using, double the protein source. Um, or whether that's just adding like a protein, um, a high protein pouch yogurt to that or like a protein shake. Simple, simple swaps like that are going to make a massive difference to your protein intake. So don't overcomplicate it. Um, next struggle, um, just probably not seeing any changes in myself yet, but I'm definitely feeling a lot better than I did three weeks ago. I don't feel like I'm restrict- restricting myself from anything, which is a nice feeling. So, like, yeah, seeing changes, like, I think, well, for ourselves, like, we look at ourselves in the mirror every single day. I think we're always the last to see changes in ourselves. And we're always the most self-critical of ourselves, okay? So, Notice what people are saying around about you. Like, there's other people who are commenting about like their partners noticing changes, grannies noticing changes. Like, and I think as well, like it's such a Scottish thing to do, but it's like a like a British thing to do. Like, where we don't take a compliment very well. Like, we, if somebody says to you like, "Oh, you've lost weight," you'd be like, "Oh, have I? Oh, I've not lost that much in the scales." Blah blah blah. Like, we almost have to like talk ourselves out instead of just gracefully accepting the comp- the compliment being like yeah thanks I've actually been um like been very consistent I've been doing this I've been doing that like big up like tell people what you've been doing if you want to like um I was like a little name drop uh, but take the compliments okay and like I think yeah, the main thing to remember is that you're feeling better, you're in a better frame of mind, you're not restricting yourself, um, and you're eating in a much more mindful way. So you might not you might not see progress in three weeks, all right? I'm pretty sure that you will have. Um but it might so progress might be slower, but we're doing this in a slower way. Okay, remember this is not a six week shred, this is a lifestyle change. So although it might seem slower at the start and you might be getting a little bit frustrated, 
please keep going because it's actually going to be quicker long term because we are saying bye bye to yo-yo dieting now and all the work that we are doing just now you are going to be able to sustain these results for a very long time all right so just remember that keep chipping away it is working um but you're it's going to take you much longer than if you stop and start and you're looking again for like the next fad diet or quick fix in a few months time okay keep doing what you're doing think where you'll be in a couple of months time if you stick with this this gets people results like i know if you stick to your non-negotiables you will get results please trust the process and i know that can be frustrating especially when you maybe plateau for a couple of weeks um but you will be getting results so please just stick with um stick with it next struggle um this wasn't really a struggle but i get you guys to talk about your non-negotiable actions that you're going to do for the rest of the week and there was a couple in here that i just thought were really um that they were worth mentioning within the struggles um because i think they'll be really relatable and i actually really resonated with these two with these two non-negotiable actions which is why i kind of wanted to speak about them so first one was better workouts when I'm more focused on making actual time for them instead of squeezing them in, okay? So I know, like, as a busy working mum, sometimes squeezing in a workout is just what needs to be done. But, like, I know myself, I don't get the best workout. So I've really been pushing myself to go to the gym a couple of times a week. Um, and it, it is making such a difference. So I'm getting that social connection. I'm chatting with other people. I'm in the gym being Heather. I'm not Archie and Olivia's mum. I'm getting a little bit of my identity back. And I leave the gym feeling so buzzing because... I've actually focused on my, I don't, I don't look at my phone, I'm not thinking about what I need to do in the house, I'm not like folding washing in between in rest periods, because yes, that's what I do, I'm running in the house, like putting washings on, taking washings out, doing X and Y, like my gym session is not focused and like guys, please don't think that this is because, that this is what I do, so you guys should do this too, like it's like I do not advocate this, I wish that I didn't do this. But sometimes we do need to we do need to just do what we can and, and that might mean squeezing it'll work out, okay? But I really do encourage if you can, if it's um if it if you're able to um, and it fits in with your week, like even if it's just once a week, can you get to the gym to do a workout, okay? And it you have to think about this as like your time, all right? It's it's self-care, all right? It's it's not I have to work out. It's not you get to work out because it makes you feel better. It makes you a better mum. It makes you a better partner. It makes you a better daughter. It makes you a better sister, better colleague, better friend. Like, it's your chance to be you and not be, like, mum. Okay? It's your chance for connection. Like, if you go to a class with a friend um, or if you are just in the gym with other like-minded people, it's your chance to connect with them. So what you need to do is like plan these sessions into your week, all right? So speak to your partner, um, make sure that you have childcare in place if you need to, ask. Do you know, the answer is always going to be no unless you ask. Like I'm sure you have people in your life that would be more than happy to look after um, like your child for like an hour so that you could get to the gym, like ask. Um, do you have like maybe it's not family but do you have a friend who would be willing to help 
like you know people um everybody would be more than happy like I know for me like my mum and dad like love having the kids for a couple of hours um and it's like sometimes it's getting out of your head you have to kind of reframe a bit a little bit if you think you're being selfish like it's not selfish it's self-care it's necessary and remembering how good it makes you feel afterwards all right so it is about making time not finding time you're never going to find time you have to make the time it has to be intentional um, it has to be focused, but we are being realistic there. That there is going to be so for me, two workouts a week if I can will be in the gym. But I know that realistically, if I can get one in the gym and then and two in the house, like that's kind of where I'm at just now, and I have to be okay with that. Like I know this is a phase in a couple of years' time; it's going to look completely different, and I'm okay with that. Um, I've set the realistic expectation that you guys need to do the same but I would really encourage you to kind of push um, to to get at least one session in the gym if you can next struggle um, go to bed early and have less screen time beforehand to totally switch off to sleep alright so again this was like a non-negotiable action that, that this person wanted to um, commit to this week and she's been struggling with sleep okay so screen time is going to have a negative impact on your sleep um, and I would really recommend that everybody absolutely everybody limits screen, their screen time to at least like 30 minutes before you go to bed but ideally an hour okay this is tough and I find this tough but I think personally and with most people it is purely down to habit and like all habits you can break them it is going to take time it's not going to be easy especially at the start we think about those neural pathways you think about that grassy field you sitting on your phone in bed like that's that well-trodden path okay we have to have we have to start building a new path or walking a new path that is going to be tricky to start with but it is going to get easier I think when you're when we're speaking about breaking bad habits, like putting some friction in place between you and the thing that you don't like you want to stop doing. So like a really obvious one is have your phone in a different room. Um like put it on charge in a different room so that you don't have to go to it. If you if you use your phone as an alarm, get an alarm clock. Um you can use like blocking apps such so I use Opal. So caveat though, you do have to pay for this. Um, I think it's like £9 a month, but if you are really struggling to stay off social media, um, it does help, alright? Um, again, like we're thinking about, we've spent a lot about distraction techniques, but if you are off your phone, like, and you are, like, at your fingers wanting to pick it up and stuff, distract yourself initially with, like, something that you really enjoy. So that could be a book, it could be, like, a nice relaxing hot shower or bath, could be your skincare regime, it could be a little bit of stretching, a little bit of yoga, it could be like chatting to your partner in bed, it was something else in bed. Um but distract yourself initially until that um like that habit starts to reduce or that the intensity, the craving of you grabbing your phone starts to reduce. Um and you can build this up. Okay, so yeah, so for instance, 30 minutes you can might be thinking, no, nope, can do 30 minutes before bed. Right, okay, that's fine. 15. Start with or start with five. Then build up to 10, 15, etc. Like you don't have to just go in all guns blazing. You can build up. 
and the more you do this, like starting small, like you spoke about before, like start small and build it up, you build the confidence that you're like, oh, I didn't actually miss my phone. And then you start to be like, right, well, I actually feel a lot better. Like, the, like I feel calm before bed. I'm not triggered. Because social media can be triggering. Like, it's a highlight reel. We can be looking at something and think, oh, I really wish I hadn't seen that. Like, I'm quite riled up about that. Like, or you might see, like, your friend's doing something. You're like, why does she not invite me, etc. Like, it's, it can be a minefield, all right? So, actually... um moving away from this like I really believe it is going to have a massive impact like a massive positive impact on sleep but also your mental and emotional well-being all right um and that's just like actually in the lead up to sleep but if we think about how important sleep is for like your health your physical mental and emotional well-being the following day um like it is one of the biggest like it's one of the most overlooked things I think in like a fat loss journey but also in a health journey as well is sleep all right but sleep is going to impact everything the next day it's going to impact like your all your hormones like your hunger hormones like um your um ghrelin levels so you're going to be more hungry the following day your cravings will probably intensify you'll be looking for that instant energy hit because you're hungry eh, because you're tired um, you might be more likely to, like, because your decision fatigue is going to be impaired because you're tired, so you might be more, more likely to reach for higher calorie snacks. You're going to be less likely to, like, do the things like your walks and your workouts, and even if you do do a workout because you're tired, like, the intensity is going to, going to be reduced as well. So it has lots of negative impacts. So if we can start to improve our sleep, if you think that's a big, like, low-hanging fruit for you, I would start by looking at your screen time, trying to reduce this, starting to implement a bedtime routine um, because it is going to make little small changes are going to make a big massive difference. Um, next one, the next struggle has been time. Okay, so there's been loads of people that have been struggling with time this week. Okay, so whether that's been fitting in walks and getting steps in, um, whether that has been because your routine has maybe... Um, change a little bit with work being busier or like partners being um, working away or working offshore um, and one another struggle that we had was energy at night um, the heat hasn't helped but also she hadn't prioritised her steps this week okay um, so let's just speak about time so I've said this before in the podcast okay you're not going to find time you need to make time now this is why it is so important to focus on your journey, all right? So the advice I give to you might be different from to other people, all right? And this is going to be depend on your lifestyle, your circumstances, like what you've actually said in your check-in um, is going to have a big influence on the advice that I give you, all right? So there's been some of you that have checked in this week that have been feeling very overwhelmed and a little bit stressed out. So... In these cases, I have actually said to you about dropping your step target or dropping your workout target or reducing your workout target, etc. Um, because that's going to um, work. And it's what we spoke about before. Reducing that target builds up your confidence, builds momentum, and then we can build on that. Okay. Um, or it's maybe not just focus, not focusing on purely just going out and getting walks because that feels overwhelming but maybe it's just focusing on little ways you can be more active in your day 
But for others, you've needed a little bit of tough love this week. Okay, so if you've potentially said that you've not prioritised your step, or your steps are or you didn't get them done because of the weather, then like this is different, alright? And it's it, it's basically it's been accountable, okay? So it's if you've said like so hands and putting your hands up and saying I've not prioritised my steps this week, okay, but what can we do next week so that you do prioritise your steps? Like how can we fit them in? If you've said it's for instance in this struggle, like somebody that felt as if they didn't have the energy at night, well actually steps and movement is going to give you energy. So even if you just commit to a ten minute walk, that's actually going to give you more energy. It's going to make you feel better. You're going to be more active in, in the evening because of this. And that is proven, all right. Um it's something I do as well. So I'll maybe come down the stairs after putting the kids to bed, be absolutely goose. And I'm like, right, well, do you know what? I know for a fact getting outside and getting a little bit of movement is going to help me. And I've got much more energy when I come back from that walk and I feel a, a 10 times better because I know if I came down the stairs, all I would be doing would be sitting on the couch, mindlessly scrolling on Instagram and watching TV. Because yes, I do that. I do do that stuff too. I do struggle with that stuff too. So I know that movement actually creates energy. That action builds motivation as well okay so if you're not prioritizing steps why not like what can we what changes can we do or can we make next week that's going to help these become a priority all right weather okay so we need to get out the habit of our um the habit of like blaming or not blaming the weather or using the weather as an excuse to not go a walk all right so if you're telling me this week that it's too hot for you to go a walk but the next week when it's raining it's like it's too wet like it's it's always going to be too wet too windy too cold too rainy too snowy like you're always going to use the weather as an excuse so we need to get in the habit of walking regardless of the weather okay so like I was going to say, do I like to walk in the rain? I kind of do like to walk in the rain. I'm a little bit weird like that. Um, but I know most people don't like to walk in the rain, okay? But what I do know is how much better I'm going to feel after it. Um, and I know how important a walk is for my mental health. So that's why I do it. And I was actually listening to it. So I popped it in the groups, the um, Huberman podcast on um, like goal setting. But there was a really interesting part on it about motivation. And he was speaking about like um, research that they've done on motivation. So if you have um, like two situations and or like two, just say two separate days where you're really motivated to, to go for a walk. So you're like, if you rate your motivation on like a scale of one to ten, like zero is like absolutely no motivation, like nothing, you've got nothing. Ten's like buzzing, can't wait to get out, like literally don't need to talk down to it, it's 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 on, you're doing it. Like just say like one day you're maybe like an eight or a nine in the motivation scale. You should be visualising your end goal. Like you're like um it's successful, like, so you've achieved your end goal, like, that's just what you should be focusing on when your motivation is high. Interestingly, when your motivation is low, so two out of a ten, you should mo- you should be focusing on you failing, so you're not achieving that goal. And how are you going to feel if you don't achieve that goal? So if you've got a fat loss goal, how are you going to feel if you don't achieve fat loss, you don't achieve the, the goal that you want to? Like You're going to feel pretty shit about that. And interestingly, that actually spurs you on more to do like that thing. So whether that be that walk, 
um, so that's something like I thought that was so interesting and it does work I've been trying it this week it does work so if you if you don't want to do that walk if you're like too attending the motivation um, think about the feeling think about not achieving your fat loss goal how's that going to make you feel and I'm like already I'm like I want to go walk I want to go walk <laughs> <laughs> to try it like regardless of it it might not be a walk it might be meal prep it might be workout it might be going to bed early it might be um not being on your phone like whatever your goal is use that use that we um tip on motivation um to help you move forward um right last struggle I always try and make the like I'm like it's going to be an hour this podcast is going to be less than an hour it's not I'm at the hour mark oh well um, right, so I'm getting in my head a little bit. I'm flapping about getting everything done and everyone relying on me to do it. Everything gets done. I don't know why I worry so much. Um, I think this is very relatable, like especially for mums. But you've said it yourself, like everything does get done. So you do have to have that confidence in yourself. And yes, you might have a really busy week and it can be quite overwhelming and stressy. But you know because you've done it before, like, everything does get done, um, one of the best things, and you get, you know what's coming, like, I'm going to tell you to plan your week, get everything down on paper, so that it builds, or phone, or computer, whatever you're using, get everything down, so that you're not so overwhelmed, okay, so you're breaking up throughout your week, so you've got your three workouts in, you've got your work stuff, you've maybe got, like, kids activities, different bits and bobs that you're doing, social things, where you're going to be meal prepping, when you're going to do a food shop, etc., Yes, it's a busy week. Like there's no denying that it's going to that it's a busy week. It's going to be a little bit stressful when you're in it, but everything's down on paper, so you know that as long as you can show up and do what you need to do on the given days and times that you've got like these things planned in, um, then it will get done. Okay. Another thing actually that was interesting in the Huberman podcast was he was speaking about planning your weekend and things like that as well. But for some people, like. You could have like your workout, so that could be like between nine and ten on a Wednesday morning, for instance. But you're saying that that doesn't work for for everybody. So actually, just for some people, it's better to say like you're going to get that done on Wednesday morning at some point, um, and just give yourself like a little bit like a bigger time frame, so you're not constricted too much to like a specific hour, for instance. Whereas other people like to have that hour, so like this is when I'm getting it done. It's an appointment. I'm showing up. I'm doing it. Um, and then maybe they, they have their alarm set for like um, 60 minutes and then when that 60 minutes is done, like if you're following my programme, like all your workouts should be done within 60 minutes. But if that's it, once that 60 minutes is done, you're like, right, well, I'm just going to call it into whatever I'm at my workout, I'm calling it into because that's, that was my workout time. Again, try different things out, see what, see what works for you, what you, what you like. Um, but the next question I would be on this, and this is just getting me being a little bit like devil advocate and um, getting you to kind of think about this in journal is why? Why does it have to be you? Long pause. Like, but can you delegate some of these things that everyone's relying on you to do? Does it have to be you? Like, I don't know. It maybe it does. Um, other things that are getting done that don't necessarily need to be done or need to be done as like um, ASAP as you're putting like them on you are they vital like I don't know the answers to these but 
Often I think, like as mums, we put a lawful, an awful lot of unnecessary pressure on ourselves to be everything to everyone. And why do we need to do this? So that is food for thought. That is something for you to kind of journal through and work through. And get back to me next week. There's your homework. Um, right, I'm going to go, I've got a few questions, okay, so let's just rattle through these, alright. So the, the work, do the workouts change weekly on the app? That's an excellent question. Um, so this is um, something Project Your Best Self. No. They, they stay the same for six weeks. And this is because we want to ensure that we're progressively challenging the muscles week to week. Okay, so we're getting a progressive overload. Whether that's more reps, whether that's increased weight. And um, we want to be trying to challenge the muscles every single week. Um, and that's how they grow. And to be honest, I'd, like you shouldn't be changing your um, workouts every single week. Um because that doesn't get you results. You have to be consistent. Like I've been doing the same or similar exercises for seven, eight years now. So because the work the basics work, alright. So it might get a little bit boring, but chopping and changing your workouts every single week is not serving you in the long run. Um, because your muscles are never going to um like progress you're never going to progressively overload your muscles and they're never going to adapt and grow, you're not going to get the results you want. So the workouts don't change. Even in the empower group, I had thought about changing them to every four weeks, but I was like, I actually no, I I think a, a programme should be at least six, six, eight, twelve weeks is what I think like a a strength program should be. So we're at six weeks just now, okay. And even after the six weeks, like the exercises might change a little bit, but we are still hitting similar muscle groups. All right. Um. Next question: Should I start cal- Should I start calorie counting as I'm not really losing weight and try not to worry or stress? So okay, so this person um is in week three, and I think. A lot of times, like one of the biggest parts of my job is reassuring you that you are getting results because sometimes we can catastrophize things and think that we are not. It, sometimes we find it really hard to see the wood without wood through the trees. What's that saying? Basically, you, it's hard for us to zoom out. Um, and this person is losing weight. She is getting results. Okay, she might not have lost as much weight this week, which is potentially why she's thinking that she's not getting results. But she has dropped three and a half inches. And she is two and a half kilograms down, which is um, like five and a half pounds across the three weeks. All right. So she's definitely getting results and she doesn't need to count calories. You do not need to change the approach if it's working. Okay. Again, that's another thing I think a lot of people um, struggle with. It's like chopping and changing. Potentially if you have came from a background of like fad diets and chopping and changing and doing like a different diet every single week. So... (sighs) You know, see if something's working, like why why would I change it? Why would I get you to count calories now after three weeks when you're getting results? Like it doesn't need to be done. So I think it is just about having a little bit of reassurance and just keeping chipping away and doing what you're doing because all the wins that you've said that you've um, told me this week and all the progress that you've made is incredible. And it's the mindset shifts as well, and like all that the stuff that's going on in the background, um, that's making a big massive difference as well. So I don't think that you you definitely don't need to be to be tracking calories. You are getting results and it's just about um like continuing to show up and do what you're doing. So next question. So I know I mentioned water last check in, but I actually think I'm I'm um, dehydrated for other reasons, potentially sweating too much. I do drink water, it doesn't seem to be an issue. I do drink water. 
it doesn't seem to be an issue, so I bought some sports drinks. Um, right, okay, so let's just talk about the heat this week, because it has been bobby boiling, and you are probably going to be sweating, like I know I've been sweating excessively, <laughs> which is such a, a, a lovely um, thought, I know, but when we are sweating, like we're not just sweating water, like you are, your body's sweating like electrolytes, um, and it's also some waste products are coming out there as well, so it's not about drinking copious amounts of water, you do also want to think about replacing the electrolytes, alright, so this can be done through sports drinks, um, we do have to think about the calorie content in sports drinks, especially if you do have a fat loss goal, so I would potentially go in for like the, C- the zero lucid sports drinks if that's what you're getting, or sometimes the little um, like tablets that you can put in water that um, help replenish all your electrolytes. Again, it's not always the cheapest option, but if you are willing to like pay that pay that money, then that's fine. You can make your own, okay. So like a really easy recipe for this is like a liter of water. You can add flavor, either diluting juice or like different fruits. Um, with a quarter teaspoon of salt and half a teaspoon of sugar. Um, and you can also add in some coconut water in that as well, so like half a cup of co- coconut water. And that is just going to help replace like the sodium, the potassium and the sugar that you're potentially losing from salt. And it might be a cheaper option than buying like sports drinks or the tablets. But it's up to you. But yeah, you are right. Like you, you might be a little bit more dehydrated, especially when it's, when it's hotter weather. On that note as well, because it has been so hot, you everyone might have seen an increase in the scales or the scales might not have changed as much because of this. If you're drinking more water, that's going to impact your hydration levels, which is going to impact the amount of water in your body, which is also going to impact the weight or the number on the scales because water retention is going to impact your body weight. So something to be wary of, again, is just that fluctuation in the scales during the heat, all right? I know for myself, like, I do retain more water in the heat, um, and that is, like, noticeable on the scales. But I am so many years down my journey with the scales, my up and down relationship with the scales like I like I don't even step on them when it's warm now like because I'm like well I, I don't to be honest I don't step on them very often now at all anymore but I, I definitely wouldn't be stepping on them in a warm week because I know that they're going to be up because of water retention um last question guys well done for getting this far um exercises for abdomen skin fold slash fat um how to defy gravity um, so, oh my god, see if I could defy gravity, like, how how much money would I actually have? So I can't defy gravity, unfortunately. Um, I did speak about um, abdominal fat last week on the podcast, but just a little recap, there's no way that you can, excuse me, sport reduce body fat on one area, okay, that does have to be done through a consistent calorie deficit. It's also important to note that for some people your stomach is the last area to go all right so it's going to be and i get that's frustrating especially going through menopause as well like what you might find as your fat distribution changes from like your hips and thighs and goes to your your um, abdomen and that is just because of the changes in your hormonal levels so if you are going through menopause and you're noticing that you do have a little bit more abdominal fat like that is going to, that is frustrating. I completely understand that. 
but it also might it's, it's we have to set realistic expectations here like it, it potentially might be the last place that, that goes and the more you lean down and the less body fat you have like the the last couple of kilos the last couple of pounds is the hardest actually to shift so it's just bearing that in mind when this person was talking about like defying gravity like for me it was like the the thing that came into my head was like this like skin tone and skin elasticity and some things so if we think about um like the things we need to do to improve this in a pyramid so you want to be focusing on the bottom stuff first because that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck and then as the pyramid goes up you kind of want to think about the, the, the kind of top end but this is only the, the top end the stuff i'm going to speak about in a little minute is the stuff that you would only think about considering if you're doing the bottom stuff consistently, okay? And even then, it might not make much of a difference. So, bottom stuff, if we're speaking about, like, your, um, like, skin elasticity and skin tone, making sure you're having enough protein in your diet, all right? Protein is responsible for all the body pro- body processes, processes and, um, like, in our body, so skin growth, skin repair, etc. Like it's very important. All right. So making sure we get enough protein in our diet. Like you guys all are doing this anyway. Hydration levels. All right. We want to be keeping well hydrated because that is going to have an impact on our skin tone. Resistance training. All right. So we do want to be thinking about making sure we're getting like minimum two, like at least three full body workouts in a week, and that's just going to help. Um, tone up okay um spf all right so you want you want to use sps spf every single day uh vitamins and minerals just making sure that you are getting lots of fruit and veg lots of plant-based foods in your diet and that's just to get a variety of vitamins minerals and antioxidants which is going to help with your your skin as well sleep as well like are you consistently getting like at least seven hours sleep a night okay if you're doing all of this and this is like the bottom of your pyramid then you could consider collagen supplements okay and i'm not a huge fan of like advising people take supplements like but like caveat to that is like what I just said you have to make sure you all this but like all the bottom of the period my stuff has been doing like you're doing this okay and if you are doing this consistently thinking about the collagen supplements but there's not that much evidence um or the evidence that we do have isn't that great okay it might make small changes okay so if that is like if that is something that you want to um like do moving forward then go for it like that's a choice you make but they are expensive and they might not make all that much difference they are definitely not going to make a difference if you're not doing all this other stuff all right so if you're consistent with all this other stuff so your protein hydration resistance training spf vitamins and minerals your sleep and you want to you have and then you have the finances that you can um like buy collagen supplements then that's something you could consider but that's your choice okay so that's all the information um so you can now go and make that empowered choice guys thank you so much for your check-ins and for all your questions again i've had such 
such fun um, recording this and doing like the little bit of research and stuff that goes in, in like um, goes into this. I absolutely love it and. I'm so excited for you to listen. If you have any questions, any feedback for me, um, then please get in touch. I will leave my details in the show notes or you can follow me on Instagram, heather.mofit.fitness and come say hi and, and ask me any questions. But I hope you all have lovely, lovely days and I will speak to you all on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate your time and attention. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would be so, 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 so grateful if you shared it with just one person. And that's going to help me help as many women as possible. And if you're interested in how I can help you, um, then please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at heather.moffat.fitness or I'll leave a link to my WhatsApp below.